Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here today with multi-instrumentalist and band leader, Andy Geib. Listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. Good morning, good afternoon, good day, and welcome to the San Diego Sessions podcast, episode 32. We're here with trombonist, uh, trumpet player, flutist, band leader, and uh, international man of mystery, Andy Geib. Good morning. How you doing? How's it going? Good. I'm your host, Ian Tordella. And uh, I'm your other host, Ed Kornhauser. And we're going to kick it off with our usual top of the show segment, This Versus That. These are two musicians or public figures of note, and Ed's going to have to pick one or only one. So There can only be one. And you can jump in, Andy. Gladly. Okay, first up, Tom Harrell, trumpeter, flugelhornist. Uh, he plays flugelhorn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Harrell versus saxophonist and one-time mel- member of the Elvin Jones band, Joe Farrell. Ooh, Farrell or Harrell? Oh, that's tough. And I know whichever one I pick, you're not going to be happy. Um, this one, everybody wins. Yeah, that's true. They're both they're both amazing. I'm going to go with Tom Harrell. I, I've seen him twice, and he was like, I, I don't use this term lightly, but he was mesmerizing both times. Really interesting compositions and arrangements. One time I saw him, they were doing these reimaginings of classical compositions, hmm. like Ravel and Debussy. That was really quite cool. And he just is a gorgeous like melody player, and he has an amazing tone. So yeah, I'm gonna go Tom Harrell. No, no offense to Joe Farrell. You're just playing to Andy because he plays brass. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah yeah. Okay, next one. Speaking of that, there's a trombone player up next. Uh, trombonist Julian Priester, who of course worked with Sun Ra, also Dave Holland, and he was on Coltrane's Africa Brass album. Or versus guitarist Julian Lodge. Ooh, I've seen Julian Lodge once. Uh, and he was amazing. I saw him with the, um, oh, uh, I need more coffee this morning. Gary Burton, the Gary Burton Burton Quartet. Um, He was amazing that night. Um, I don't know whether or not I should go old guard or new guard. (laughs) I know where I'm going. Okay. (laughs) You know, just because I've listened to him more, I think I'm going to go with Julian Lush. But I think if I listened to more Sun Ra and the like, I I might go that way too <laughs> what do you think andy julian priester should we give ed any points um no. <laughs> i'll give him a couple points he's he's for he, sticking to his guns yeah he's a he's a he's a great guitar player he's you know i've of, missed him he's been he comes to town maybe every year or 18 months and he's played at the loft multiple times but every time i've missed him i've not seen him play yet he has one of the most i just really love his like legato t- 
tone and tech or technique, I guess not tone, but like the way he makes that makes all the notes connect. And he writes good tunes, and I like his vibe a lot. Great player, yeah. I've yeah. seen him on the YouTube. And very young. Okay, this last one is for Andy mm. or Ed. You can you can try too. All right, try. <laughs> you can make an attempt. <laughs> you can make an attempt. You know, like the critics, they say, "Oh, their latest attempt, oh, latest effort." Yeah, effort <laughs> attempt sounds <laughs> like attempt sounds like you fell short just of the start mark. Start calling them attempts. I mean, effort. Come on. It's like, hey, would you want to buy my new attempt? <laughs> <laughs> would you like to buy my new effort? We just put it out. Just dropped my latest effort. Effort sounds like effort sounds stoic and cool and like we're trying, we're striving for greatness. Struggle is Attempt real. Sounds like you just you just you just bit it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're trying to do something. Okay, here we go. Iconic trombonist also worked with John Coltrane, Curtis Fuller versus soul icon Curtis Mayfield. Oh man. He's like two of my favorites. What about Curtis Blow? <laughs> Although so, uh, too the, many decades. The Curtis Fuller solo on Blue Train was the first thing I ever transcribed. I am going to go with Curtis Mayfield. Oh, oh wow. So you're yes. like Ed with the bait and switch. Wow. Yeah, so he plays you up Curtis you gotta, Fuller. You got to give props to the one that you're about to, to say no to. Yeah. I love me some Curtis Mayfield. All right. So enough of this jibber jabber. Let's get into some music. Let's hear a track from uh, the uh, latest. Is it the latest Wise Monkey Orchestra? Yeah, it's a record? it's a it's a CD that's in the works. We've been working on it for several years now. We're we're, we're opening up some new tracks to like start recording some new stuff. Cool. But some stuff that we recorded probably about five years ago. Okay, very yeah. very cool. So this is from your band, the Wise Monkey Orchestra. Yep. And this tune's called "Blink of an Eye."
can pass you by in the blink of an eye. You got to live today, don't waste your time away. And again, we're here with our guest, trombonist, flutist, trumpetist, and uh, Renaissance man, Andy Guybe. <laughs> that was something from his group, Wise Monkey Orchestra, called Blink of an Eye. So this group is, is sort of a, a legendary San Diego funk and soul band. Um, how long has Wise Monkey been around? Well, the band's been around for probably about 25 years. I've been in it for about 22. I actually moved to San Diego with them from Arizona. Really? Back in 94. Wow. So they, they're the reason you're here in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Well, how did you make the decision to move out here? Um, I was kind of just wallowing in heat in Arizona, <laughs> looking for a change of pace. As and... so many Arizonans <laughs> are wont to do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just the opportunity came up, and it, I thought San Diego sounded really cool, and it turned out to be the best move I ever made. Wow. Yeah. Right on. How long have you been playing with them at that point? Uh. We, when I moved? Yeah. About two or three weeks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's you can see I really wanted to get out of Arizona. Yeah. yeah. It seems like you saw an opportunity and you seized it. Then. <laughs> Jumped on it. Yeah. Um, how did, So they've been around a couple of years beforehand, though. Yeah. Okay. And doing like little tours, you know, here and there, just like, you know, small stuff. How, but, oh, no, sorry. No, they wanted to move to uh, California to kind of be a little more central to go up the coast more, you know, hit Colorado, Arizona, just kind of do that whole Southwest loop. Totally. Yeah. So this was in the heyday of the jam band scene? Absolutely. Guess, we yeah. were plunged deep into the heart of the jam band scene. Dare I say you fell into the fishbowl? Yes, Sorry. I did. Um, how would you describe the band's sound? Uh, it's kind of, a, I mean, a lot of people compare our singer as a mix between like Annie Lennox and Shaka Khan. She kind of has that funky, sultry vibe to it. But style-wise, I mean, really, it's just... All across the board. I mean, we do some Latin stuff. We do funky, disco, you know, slower ballady stuff. I think, you know, the newer songs, I think, have taken a little more of a shift as far as um, lyrical content. Um, Allie tends to write more about, like, family and, you know, hmm. her, her more personal life. Whereas before, she was like, you know, the struggles of a young woman, you know. <laughs> well, that's cool. The the, the lyrics uh, grow as the band, you know, grows Absolutely. Well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I read online the other day that someone described the band's sound as kinetic soul. Yeah, that was something that our old uh, uh, manager came up with, which I, I think that's very appropriate. Yeah, it does. It does have like a great groove and dance quality to yeah. it, but with some like intellectual meat, both lyrically and like musically as well. Yeah. yeah, and we've had like just you know an array of great players throughout the history of the band. You know, when we moved out here, we actually we 
got rid of a couple of, you know, deadweight people and <laughs> and then, you know, had some great people like Harold Todd, you know, play with us in the very early years. Oh, yeah, great uh, saxophonist and flute player. Yeah. Currently doing the, the Lenny Kravitz gig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had just started the gig back then. So in his off time, he would tour around with us. Wow. So I, I was, I mean, that's how I started playing flute, actually, is just watching Harold. And like, he taught me a couple things. And I listened to, a, um, I used to listen to the JBs, like, a lot like just relentlessly back in the day and yeah. i think it was make it funky uh maceo does this flute solo and it's just it's really bad i mean it's just like just airy chirpy <laughs> horrible so i was like i can do that like, <laughs> i can play at least that good <laughs> if maceo can do it i can do it <laughs> i hope maceo doesn't listen to this i hope oh, man <laughs> did, i wonder if james brown docked him for that docked him for that flute solo <laughs> oh, yeah man. i love that jb stuff or oh god the the popcorn that record, that's great. With, yeah. It says James Brown sings and dances to the James Brown band. That was <laughs> not of, conduct. He doesn't sing, conducts and dances to the James Brown band. Yeah. That was kind of my training cover. ground because I was like primarily a classical player growing up. I really? Did. Yeah. Actually, you know, I had my first uh, symphony gig when I was like 18. Wow. Playing yeah. what? Trumpet? Trombone. Trombone. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause... Tr- trumpet and flute came much, much later. I've been playing trumpet out maybe 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. You never know. You sound great. Thanks. And flute, too. Wow. I consider myself a person who plays trumpet, not a trumpet player. It's My- insulting to people like Gilbert and you know, Curtis who can actually like really <laughs> tear it up. See, but now you're going on all the studio sessions and you just play the whole brass section. I know. Exactly. I'm a horn like, section in one. You got a, tu- a, a tuba and euphonium yeah. at home, too? What's that? You have a tuba and euphonium at home as well? No. Oh. I would like to have a tuba, though. I think I've overdubbed a couple jingles where you played all all the brass right at Singing Serpent, the local it's a local jingle house, and then I I played all the saxophones, <laughs> and I think I didn't have a berry, so they just took my tenor and you just play the part, and if you can't hit any of the low notes, you just play a low note, and then you pitch shift it down right, in right, the right. computer. Oh Sometimes you got to do get what you got to do. You know, it's a tenor tone, the tenor tone <laughs> instead of the baritone. So so back to that's how the sausage is made. <laughs> I love that expression so much. Sorry, I wish more people said that. Um, so back to Wise Monkey Orchestra. Who who writes the music for it primarily? Well, Allie definitely writes all the lyrics. She's the singer. Who I, sh- I should say who all who all plays in the band first? Well, um, Allie Stewart and then Chad Stewart is the bass player. They're married. Ah, um, they're two of the original members. And then uh, myself, Gabriel Sunday, currently plays saxophone with us. Right. Local, uh, Danny Campbell player. on drums. Oh, wicked. Yeah, uh, he, I love Danny. Yeah, um, Dave Carano on guitar, guitar, and lastly Tim Pacheco from Sidecar. Oh, cool! He plays yeah. congas and also does background vocals. Uh, and he actually he gets a couple spots, you know, to, to sing his his own stuff too. So it's it's a good mix. So do you, so Ali writes most of the lyrics. Yeah, Tim does it. You know, writes some his own stuff, but and and who writes the music primarily? Or is it kind of a collective thing? It's a collective thing. Yeah. I usually do all the horn stuff, obviously. Yeah. But uh, there's a couple tunes, like we'll hear one later on that I actually wrote the, everything but the the lyrics. Oh. Wait. So, you know, every once in a while, like someone will take charge, but usually it's just like someone's got a groove and we just kind of build around that. That's that's great. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and how many, you've done a number of records over the years. Yeah, we've done six and currently working on our seventh. Wow. That's, yeah, that's great. And you, you guys tour a bunch too. Not anymore. We're kind of oh, really, yeah. We're more homebodies. Ah, okay. Yeah, because I think you know, we used to tour a lot. Like I think we stopped really touring early two thousands. Oh wow. And we okay. went heavy for ten years, like uh, all over the country, just in a van, just you know, Oof. 
We did one tour. It was 59 shows in 61 days. That's And that's we were brutal, about ready yeah. to kill you know, each other after that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, once our, our singer and bass player started having kids, it got progressively harder and harder to tour. And after they had their third kid, that's when it, like, really started slowing down. Yeah. So, you know, we took some time off. And, you know, we've been playing locally and, you know, do a couple things here and there, like maybe a show in Arizona when it, when it pops up. Back to your home ground. Yeah. But pretty soon the kids will be old enough you can get them to be roadies and then carry your exactly. stuff. Exactly. Because you guys will just be too tired to carry the stuff. And then eventually stuff and then eventually play the instruments and then, then they'll be the new band. And then Well it's funny because Chad and Ellie's kids, they're all like, you know, I think the youngest one is sixteen now. So they've all babysat my son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, you know, to see him like all grown up now. Do you play mostly trombone in the group, or do you play? Yeah, trombone, trombone and flute. Trombone, and not flute. a lot of trumpet. Okay, yeah. Um, where can people hear more and find your find your music? Well, um, all of our albums are on iTunes. Obviously, um, you can go on Spotify, any of your major, you know, outlets. All they're all on there. Um, YouTube, there's a lot of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to look us up there. The, the 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 standbys to go to yeah exactly yeah. all the, all the places you would expect to see it but you guys do play around town do you have a, any shows coming up we just played uh, St Patty's Day at Winston's ah that must have been uh, dare I say lit yeah it was <laughs> to say the least yeah <laughs> <laughs> people were lit yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah nothing on the books yet I'm kind of getting ready to go on tour in in June and got some shows in May with with stupid so um I'm kind of just to be, just so our listeners are clear, you're not saying you're going on tour with someone who's stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, Disclaimer: who, whose name you don't want to say, but uh, you also play with the with the you know the the reggae powerhouse, slightly stupid. Yes, yeah, I've been doing that for about five years now. Okay, yeah. And you, what what do you play in that group? Do you play trumpet or trumpet, trombone? trombone, and a little bit of flute? Like you have to play all three. Oh wow! They actually hired me primarily as a trumpet player, which scared me to death because i you know as i told you before i haven't really played trumpet that long but uh as you know i started playing you know the gigs i I started you know incorporating a little the trombone saying hey this this is sound pretty good on this song huh Huh? Huh? (laughs) so now it's about 70 percent trombone 30 percent trumpet oh cool much more my comfort zone and you you just um do you just play the group or do you do any uh, arranging or directing or no they've i mean they've been doing it for a long time so i mean there's been a couple songs lately in the studio i've had a little bit of input you know to write some horn lines but i mean they're pretty much a well-oiled machine so yeah, i been, just you they've know been, they've been at it for like 20 years i'd say 25 years wow. yeah and that's one of the reasons i actually got the gig is because wise monkey was playing the same circuit as slightly stupid when they first you know started touring i mean they were like 16 Jeez. So, uh, you know, Miles, the singer, he remembers me from back in the day. And when they had an opening, he's like, what about that guy, Andy? He's still in town. You know, let's use him. He's he's easy to work with. Wow. So, you know. Give after... him a trumpet. And make yeah. him play a trumpet. <laughs> let's make him uncomfortable. He could probably play trumpet. Yeah. Why not? He's good. It's a brass instrument. Um, and you guys tour quite often still. Yeah. Usually summer tour is like the biggest wow. thing. So we go, I mean, this year is going to be, I think, 11 weeks straight. Wow. It's like 44 shows in 11 weeks. Jeez. So we do Wednesday through Saturday or Thursday through Sunday and then have three days off. Wow. So you can either fly home or, or stay on the tour bus or whatever you want to do. I usually fly home if I can. Yeah. Unless our last show is in like Springfield, Maine, 
you know. Oh, woof. <laughs> then I'll stay on the bus for a couple of days and just yeah, wait till we yeah. get closer. Yeah, I feel you. Because <laughs> a fly home for a, a day from the East Coast is, is no fun. But only, but if you're only like Colorado or something. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll zip home. So what did it feel like to be, I mean, you've been a working musician around town and you've done a lot of touring and studio mm-hmm. work, but basically, you know, you've been like in the trenches doing gigs like, like my esteemed colleague, Ed Kornhauser here. Uh, and what, what was the transition like going from that to going to, you know, playing stadiums and being the opening act for Guns N' Roses and yeah, you know, it was um having a quote unquote real gig. <laughs> <laughs> it was very <laughs> jazz musicians say. It was very gratifying. You know, because I've done 10 years of like van touring, you know, so I know what it's like on the other side. So it, it was just really, it was really cool. Like the the big crowds, it doesn't really get me nervous. You know, if I have to play like a trumpet part and play like a high E, that gets me nervous. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all yeah. these people are going to hear me. And when you mess up on trumpet, <laughs> it's, that's tight everybody rope. hears it. That's tightrope wa- walking without a net right there. Yeah. yeah. But like, you huh. know, when we play Red Rocks just about every year. And for me, that's just like... You know, it just sends like chills up your spine. I've always you know, wanted just, to go there. It looks amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something else. There's nothing else like it. Just, I mean, visually and sonically and just how they treat the musicians. It's That's like, in, it's in Colorado, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tucked away out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. about wow. 30 miles outside of Denver. Wow. I've actually yeah. been there, but not for a concert, but I was in at the venue. Yeah. You can take you little can tours and walk yeah. around. Yeah. We're doing our sound check. There's people like running the steps. Yeah, you know, <laughs> wow, insane people. How did you? Uh, how did you first sort of fall into the reggae scene? Because you, because you said you started with classical and then you moved to jazz and then reggae. Yeah, and then did a lot of funk stuff. Um, yeah. There was a guy in. Uh, you remember Elijah Manuel? Yeah, he had a band called the Revelations. Oh right, here, yeah, here yeah. in San Diego. Yeah, mm. yeah, like Brian Teal and, um, and John Brian. Allen on bass. Oh yeah, yeah. Ivan, I think Ivan played with him for a little while. Garzone. But um, yeah, does he, uh, Elijah, does he also work with the Devastators? Or? No, but no, s- okay. basically the There's same There's a lot band. of the same people in the, in the group. Yeah, yeah similar people, yeah. Rhythm, rhythm sections. Oh, I know. Jason Robinson was working with yes. Elijah. Yeah, J-Row. Yep. Jason Robinson, yeah. Yeah, I think he actually got me into the band because he was playing with Wise Monkey at the time. So yeah, I just kind of started getting into that circuit and you know branched off and started playing with some other reggae projects. Because you know, those reggae like, guys, they come into town and they just hire like a local band to play all their tunes. Hmm. So I would like, you know, write out, you know, a bunch of horn charts and and just play with all these random reggae legends. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Well, speaking of reggae legends, let's get into one more track from the Wise Monkey Orchestra. Uh, this is my... Is, is this even a reggae track? No, it's not. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. Ed, shoot. Ed, anything not jazz is, is reggae to Ed, pretty much. I was, I was hoping that would work because it tied in so well. Oh, well. Um... <laughs> Uh, this tune is from uh, the same sort of uh, unreleased, currently unreleased yes. record. Okay. Secret Trove of in Wise progress. Monkey Tracks. Sneak peek. This, is, uh, this one is called My Baby's Eyes.
saxophonist Robert Dove and this is San Diego Sessions, San Diego's number one jazz podcast. Caldwell, saxophonist from Ambassadors of Soul, and here's your jazz forecast for March 25th through April 1st. Monday, March 26th, guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his regular Monday night jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights from 9pm to midnight, no cover, 21 and up. Tuesday, March 27th, the Havana Jam, a Latin jazz jam session, kicks off downtown from 8pm to midnight at Prohibition. Wednesday, March 28th, 
Trumpeter Gilbert Castellanos hosts his regular Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66. Listen to the best jazz San Diego has to offer right in the middle of Balboa Park. Music from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Come early to see the Young Lions play from 6 to 8 p.m., featuring up-and-coming musicians from around the city. Thursday, March 29th. Just across town, there's a late-night jam session at the Ken Club, hosted by saxophonists Robert Dove and Ian Buss. Music from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. $5 cover, but musicians get in for free. You must be 21 or older. Friday, March 30th. Pianist Irving Flores is joined by singer Alexa Joy at Marietal Ristorante in Coronado from noon to 3 p.m. Saxophonist and podcast host Ian Tordello plays at the Handlery Hotel in Hotel Circle from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. with bassist Antar Martin and drummer Charles Weller. No cover and your parking is validated. The Friday Happy Hour is a regular jazz series put on by Holly Hoffman, so stay tuned for more great music. Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate, an intimate series in the Plaza Bar at the beautiful Westgate Hotel. Also on Friday, the Mark Dresser Quintet plays some new and adventurous music at Dizzy's, featuring Nicole Mitchell on flute, Michael Desson on trombone, Joshua White on piano, and Shell Nordison on drums. Music kicks off at 8pm, covers $20, all ages welcome. Saturday, March 31st. Archie Thompson and his band present a tribute to Coltrane's A Love Supreme at First Presbyterian Church at 4.30pm. Pianist Irving Flores plays solo at Marietella Ristorante in Coronado from 5.30 to 8.30. Ed Kornhauser and Charles Weller will mix it up on multiple instruments downtown in the lobby of the U.S. Grant from 5.15 to 7.45pm. The Antar Martin Quartet plays in the grill from 8pm to midnight. Also on Saturday, vocalist Allison Adams Tucker pays tribute to Sarah Vaughn downtown at the Westgate Hotel in the Plaza Bar, featuring pianist Mikan Zlakovich and bassist Mackenzie Layton. Music from 8 to 11 p.m. The Danny Green Trio plays at Panama 66 from 7 to 9 p.m. No cover and all ages welcome. Virtuoso French pianist Pierre Yves Platt plays solo jazz reimaginings of classical works at Dizzy's at 8 p.m. Cover is $15. All ages welcome. Sunday, April 1st. Pianist Irving Flores is joined by singer Alexa Joy at Mara Talia Ristorante in Coronado from noon to 3 p.m. Vocalist Leonard Patton and our very own Ed Kornhauser play their monthly first Sunday gig at the Turf Supper Club in Golden Hill from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover, but you must be 21 or older. You're listening to San Diego Sessions. You're listening to San Diego Sessions. Subscribe on iTunes or listen online at DirtyBoulevardRecording.com. And we're back on San Diego Sessions, episode number 32. We're coming to you from Dirty Boulevard Recording Company in an undisclosed location right outside of downtown San Diego. Inside of a hollowed out volcano base. And you can follow us as usual on Instagram, San Diego Sessions Podcast, and you can also check us out on Facebook. Or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or maybe you have some grievances to address with Ed Kornhauser, please send us an email. That's sdsessionspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, uh, you can check us out on iTunes, subscribe, and if you like us, leave us a nice review. And a five-star rating. If you don't, uh, you can send me hate mail. But please don't leave a bad review. 
<laughs> and definitely send me hate mail. That's cool. I love getting hate mail. There's always some great extras on Instagram. Uh, for example, if you if you get on there, you could see the video from last week of Farhad playing the setar, mm-hmm. and you could see some great videos of Ed Kornhauser's new haircut. Mm-hmm. I don't have a new haircut. <laughs> Work on that for next okay. time. <laughs> I have my hair cu- now I have to get my hair cut between before when this airs. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. And next up is the San Diego 7, featuring our very own Ed Kornhauser and Andy Geib. This is the San Diego 7. These are seven rapid-fire questions um, that we'd like you to answer from the top of your head mm. and the bottom of your heart. Number one, what did you have for breakfast this morning? These are the hard-hitting questions. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, ah. lightly toasted. I, I will never know the joy of that. I have a bit of a peanut intolerance. So. Oh, I won't kiss you then. <laughs> deal. Okay. <laughs> you got yourself a deal there. Uh, we were talking about your, your road dog days. Uh, what's the strange... Number two, what's the strangest experience you've ever had on tour, musical or otherwise? I know there's probably a lot, so. There's a lot. One of the ones I Those remember so most vividly, and it wasn't really on the road. We were playing the, the Cannibal Bar at the Catamaran Resort. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, back in the you know 90s when things were hopping. I have heard about it, but yeah. But we were playing a 4th of July show, and uh, this guy just comes up and starts grabbing my monitor and just shaking it. <laughs> like, you <laughs> know, just, just some random drunk guy. So I kind of give him a weird look, and I'm like, you know, back off, buddy. So he, he goes around dancing again, doing his little, you know, pizza tossing dance and comes back shakes the monitor again and i hit him right in the forehead with my slide <laughs> and so he backs up and like kind of is like completely dazed wow you know like just like what just happened to me and by then the doorman had already grabbed him and like thrown him out <laughs> my god i've never heard of the trombone being used as a weapon before i've actually done it many times with style tones i used to hit people if they would like come up on the stage because they had that little tiny stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd give them a little tag in the back of the neck or like you know in the back of the head. Yeah, just kind, just kind like, of push them off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's like let them. Know. Yeah. Wow, wow! I've never thought about that with trombone. I am not afraid. No, if you get in my space. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, if you could become highly proficient on yet another instrument, what would it be? Hmm, I would say piano. Hmm. It's just so versatile. Yeah, you could do a lot with keys. You can do a lot with piano. Yeah, my you, skills are very basic. Do you, do you play anything other than those? Then trombone, trumpet, and flute, or oh, euphonium and tuba. Uh, so the, yeah, yeah the, all the run the whole brass gambit. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, no reeds. Yeah. I think reeds are the biggest scam in the history of music. <laughs> I will not support their cause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anything where you buy ten of them and you use like one or two. Oh man, that is pretty. They weird. recently rate up the prices too. They need to have Bad. like a reed recycling program. Yeah. Yeah. No, a guitar no, player send them all to a farm where they can run free retire <laughs> exactly. them. free range reads I mean yeah. I always say if you play guitar you never like wake up in the morning and you pick up your uh, you know $3,000 electric guitar and you you never wonder oh is this gonna work today yeah exactly it's <laughs> like I've been playing for 20 years and every time I pick up pick up my saxophone I'm wondering oh I wonder if it's gonna work <laughs> I, I mean I just see saxophone players like sitting around like just you know put this in their mouth like no nope. yeah <laughs> all right that does back sound, to number six that does sound like a scam to me <laughs> number four can six. you describe the san diego music scene in one word <laughs> this is a dumb question this is a good one <sighs> this is a dumb one is <laughs> a word <laughs> oh man <laughs> um hopeful hopeful okay 
there's some good things happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love what Gilbert's doing with like the kids. That's and, so cool. And that's like really encouraging for what's to come in the next like 10 years. But you know, there's, there's definitely some really good things happening in the scene, but just in general for a working musician, it's really hard because there's so many generic, you know, I mean, people rather just listen to top 40 music. Yeah. How many gigs have you played yeah. where it's like you play a great set and then they put the DJ on and everybody comes out on the dance floor? It's yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, that's that may be happening ev- everywhere, but that's true. yeah, that's it not, is. Yeah, it's not unique to here. Uh, yeah, no, but I think it's uh, definitely that helpful. could be another podcast, <laughs> right. the, a very dark and bitter, jaded podcast. Uh, and, uh, and you're, you know, you mentioned Gilbert and his education work, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about your ambassadors of Soul Group later. But yeah. you're doing the same thing, fostering the next generation. Yeah. We'll get to that in just a bit, but first I have some some really very really important, important questions. questions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I know what one of them is already. <laughs> Number five, um, actually, I think we retired that one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's kind of a good thing because no, I don't no, eat meat anymore. Okay. So no more. I, I would have put an end to the streak. I think. Oh, the the streak has ended. No more bacon. Uh, <laughs> it's now just a random one every week. Uh, number five. This is a this versus that kind of like the beginning. Mm-hmm. This versus that. Jethro Tull. Or the Marshall Tucker Band, Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull. I'm going with je- uh, rock bands that had flutes. Yeah, I saw him a couple years ago. Ian Anderson. Yeah, yeah. We were doing a festival with uh, Slightly Stupid, and he was playing earlier in the day. I was like, I have to watch him, and he was incredible. Oh man, absolutely incredible. He's so cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's rock flute, but it's so cool. <laughs> and he came off stage, and just all these girls just flocked on him, and he's just, you know, just a sweaty mess and. Wow. <laughs> come on, ladies. Come on with me. <laughs> Just walking off like a pimp. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to go I'm Marshall. putting my flute together right now. I thought you were going to go patriotic and go Marshall Tucker Band. No, no. <laughs> he uh, he swayed me. He's <laughs> a G. No, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, number six. This is also this versus that. Uh, trombonist and author Hal Crook. Or... Sentient computer HAL 9000. I think you can go with the HAL 9000. Isn't that from the War Games? No, it's from um, uh, 2001 The Space Odyssey. Oh, Hal. okay, right, right, right. It's like, what are you doing, Dave? Well, then I'm going to change. I'm going to go with HAL Crook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's way cooler. He's not going to. How? Let me tell you, HAL Crook would open the pod bay doors. Yeah, definitely. He definitely would. But For, if it was the War Games computer, I would go with that. I can't remember what that was called. You don't remember that movie with uh, no, Matthew Broderick? Was vaguely. Like, would I, you like to play again, a game? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Shoot. I do remember that. But. Thermonuclear war or something. Yeah. It's, I got mixed up. No, it's all right. It's all right. Different, you know, between that and those two and Skynet, it's hard to keep your evil alien <laughs> computer systems. Or not alien, but artificial intelligence computer systems <laughs> in line. And um, number seven. I saw a random one now. Mm. Burt Reynolds. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the San Diego 7 with Ed Kornhauser. Made it. Thank God we got through that. (laughs) So uh, so we do talk a lot about uh, jazz education on the show, and we we love the Young Lions. We always bump the Young Lions. They have their set every Wednesday uh, at Panama 66 at 8 o'clock, but a lot of... At six o'clock, actually, at six o'clock. But a lot of these same musicians and from the same scene play in Andy Guy's super group. 
which does has a totally different vibe the ambassadors of soul yeah which is a we were just talking about how smoking the rhythm section is right now but yeah tell us tell us a little bit about the ambassadors of soul group well the ambassadors of soul is a group i started about five years ago and uh it started off being kids that i were, was teaching at my middle school and they all moved on to uh to high school at the time, Del Norte High School was pretty new. So they, the band program was very, very young. So yeah. they didn't really have a jazz b- band at the time. So I was like, well, let's, let's get something together to like keep, you know, keep the group together. Mm-hmm. So we, um, you know, it's just a standard big band, but we kind of focus more on like, you know, funky, R&B, a little bit of Latin here and there. But you know, we do, you know, take some of those Hal Leonard arrangements of, you know, like some of the Earth, Wind & Fire stuff. Some Tower of Power, Stevie Wonder, and yeah. try to put a little bit of a spin on it to kind of make it more of our own. Um, last year, we put out a record last year um, that I'm very, very proud of, and we we put a cool Quincy Jones track on there called Chump Change. Yeah, Dude, yeah, that's a great track. And you yeah. guys have some of those other Quincy charts, like from the Soul Bossa Nova record. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. Like I, stuff. This is, I mean, such good music that you would never usually get to play I know. in like a high school jazz band because. You have much better taste than most high school jazz band <laughs> teachers. <laughs> well, that's always but, been more my thing to like kind of, you know, I'm more kind of on the funk, you know, like groovy side of things. But so. kids do that too, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the parents really dig it. I mean, you know, because I, mean, I have, they, they all play in their school jazz bands and they have Gilbert's thing. So the jazz, I mean, is a very big part of their life. For me, this is more of like kind of a fun thing. I want them to, you know, our, my, my goal is always to tell them like, if we can get people up and dancing, you're doing a great job. I don't want people sitting watching you and, you know, studying you and thinking about your crescendos and this and that. I just want to go out there and like just blow the doors off, get people excited. Yeah. And they definitely do that. I mean, it shows in their attitude. You know, they they enjoy it. You know, if they make a little mistake here and there, it's not, you know, we're not being graded or judged. Just just go out and just play a show. How how old are the kids who are are in it? Um, The age is usually, you know, ninth through high school you know high school. high school age yeah but like this year um nate Jarrell recommended a uh, alto sax player who you guys know uh, nick caldwell yes and he's only in seventh grade mm. but man, yeah he, he plays his butt off he's, he's he's been a great addition so hopefully i have him locked up for another like five years <laughs> watch him grow a little bit um and it's composed of kids from multiple schools around, around San yeah Diego. started primarily in um in poway district because that's where i used to teach um, but since I taught the summer jazz workshop, eighty-eight point three summer jazz workshop, which yeah. Mr. Tordella Quick is plug, instructor yeah. there, <laughs> I used to teach there as well before I got the slightly stupid gig. So now my summers are unfortunately booked up. But uh, I've re- recruited some kids from there, and now it's like pretty much every year I don't really have to do much recruiting. The kids find the pieces for me. Word of mouth, yeah, yeah, it's just word of mouth. Like that's how I got Serena uh, Giroux. I mean, she's fantastic she has great guitar yeah yeah and she has such a great knowledge of like just you know her of just different styles of music like we did a version of um what's going on Mm. last year and she was like well did you ever hear the donny hathaway version yeah i'm just like god i love you that's crazy (laughs) she's awesome she just knows you know she's wise beyond her years that's cool i always like doing that version just the little hits and the chords the little chord subs here and there just make it so much better on that tune and she always asks me she's like is it okay if i use my wah-wah on this tune i'm like it's okay to use your wah-wah on every tune. Right. Well, we were talking on during one of the breaks, and you said that you know you pretty much give the kids a lot of free reign as to like what sounds they're going to use, yeah, how long they're going to solo, what the rhythm the rhythm section can do their own thing. So, and for me, that that's almost more is more modern and 
that to me is more what jazz is about than trying to play like big band as con- some sort of concert music. Yeah, you know? yeah. exactly. So, it makes it a living music as opposed to a museum music. Yeah. I mean, like pretty much right now, I'll just count off the tune and I'll just walk off. Maybe yeah. play some tambourine or something. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like my, my ultimate goal, I'm like if I can just announce you and just you know, leave and you guys play the show by yourself. That's when I know that, you know, I've done my job. And then rehearsals just maybe guide and help and aid and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like this year we're adding a lot more. We're, we're currently in the studio doing a new album. And, oh, um, right on. Yeah. So we got some cool tunes that are letting them expand a little bit. Like we're doing Hang Up Your Hang Ups by Herbie Hancock. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, that's, cool. I mean, that's kind of an open template. So that's really giving yeah. the rhythm section a chance to, to burn and, and experiment. We did Povo. Oh, that's a fun. Yeah. So Freddy you know, my bass player yeah. has all these crazy effects on his rig, and it's like it's 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 pretty cool. You know, they get to like really express themselves and not be confined by a chart. High school is already yeah. a gear nerd. Yeah, I know. You gotta gear love head, that, rather. Yeah, you gotta love that. Wow. Nice. How yeah. big is the group? Uh, currently seventeen. Wow. Yeah. So it's a big band. Kinda. Yeah, it's it's a big band. Yeah. yeah. We is actually it... have one extra sax. I have two berries this year, which Ooh. is kind of nice. It's a wow. great problem to have. Yeah. So is it uh, a rhythm and then horns? Rhythm yeah. section horns? So. Yep. So four trumpets, four trombones, six saxophones, and then rhythm section. Nice. Yeah. And I, every year, of course, people graduate in and out of the group, I imagine. Yeah. Last year we lost, uh, I think, like eight, eight or nine kids. So we had a lot of holes to fill, but I mean, it's just worked out great. The new additions have been awesome. Nice. How long have you been doing this? Uh, this is my sixth year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's becoming quite the institution. Yeah. I yeah. like to think so. You yeah. know, it's just providing something different, you know. And you were you were recently nominated at the San Diego Music Awards for uh, Best best Local Recording? Yeah. Yeah. And that was just, I mean, honestly, just phenomenal. Like, I couldn't imagine anything cooler than to be nominated with all these, you know, national touring acts and, and working bands around San Diego. It must have been great for the kids. Like I It was I, really cool. Yeah, they were excited. I had a couple kids that actually came to the awards. I ran into Serena. Yeah. 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 yeah, which threw me for just one second. I remember, oh, right, you can be in here if you're not 21. It just yeah. threw me for like half a second. I'm like, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, at first I was just like really happy just to be nominated. And then some like online magazine came out with their predictions and they predicted that we were going to win. So I was like, wow, yeah. we might actually have a chance. Nice. And then we lost. So well, yeah. I mean, although same, it is same a- thing with us, actually, <laughs> yeah. we our, our group lost too, and and was also predicted to win. <laughs> right. So to just tells you never listen to the predictions. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, although you guys are just you know just a high school band, I'm doing air quotes. The re- the record is amazing, and the Thanks. recording quality is it is it's ridiculous. And yeah, big ups had, to Ben Moore at, yeah. at Singing Serpent Studios. He did yeah. he did a really really good job. And and yeah, I told him the I wanted to catch kind of a vintage vibe with it. Yeah. So I mean, they have such great equipment there. Like they get to use real B3s and real clavs and Wurlitzers. Oh, yeah. So like my keyboard players are just in heaven. Yeah. How, how many this is not your average high school band. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? How many keyboard players do you have? Just one, but we had a different one last year. Oh, I see. We have oh, Jason Picker now. So oh, yeah. he's brand new. He's great. He's yeah. a phenomenal player. Yeah. yeah. And he's, I mean, when we were in the studio last time, he, he had the B3 and I don't think he'd ever really played on one. Yeah, so the, the session little, was over and he was just like just playing on it for like 30 minutes. We're yeah. like, okay, we're packing up, dude. <laughs> I've been I've been there too, because you don't you don't get to have that experience very often on a real one and, and it sort of it throws you too if you've only yeah. played keyboards and then you're on the real thing and the controls are all different. It's like a spaceship. Yeah, and Ben, you know, he's such a he he knows so much about everything. So he gives the kids like little tutorials about everything. Like with the organ, you know, he he talked to Jason for like 15, 20 minutes about the draw bars and what this does and you know how you can you know, escalate, you know, you're d- dynamically, you know, in certain yeah. passages. Right. And he'll yeah. talk to my drummer and be like, okay, so when you play, make sure, you know, there's 
a Coke can on the middle of the snare. That's where you want to hit. Don't go outside that range. And just, you know, little studio finesse things that will help them, you know, to improve. That's and it's really, I mean, it just made the recordings awesome. It's terrific. And where can um, prospective students and or prospective parents of prospective students like find out more if they're curious about uh, signing up or joining? Well, we do have a Facebook page. Okay. So you can contact us through there. That's cool. probably the best place right now. And we have a website in the works. So hopefully that'll be up, you know, relatively soon. Right on. And yeah. uh, where can people hear the hear the record? Um, again, all your major outlets is on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. We just got it up on all the streaming sites. Nice. Unfortunately, with this band, you know, the, we, we play all cover songs. So there's a lot of mechanical licensing fees oh, that oh, need yeah, to be yeah. paid. No, tell me about it. <laughs> hence, yeah. hence why we can't hear any of the tunes on the, right, this right. podcast. But, but we highly recommend you listen to it on your own. It's Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> we'll, pretty... We'll have a link up on our Facebook page. Cool. San Diego Sessions Facebook, yeah. And again, uh, that group is called Ambassadors of Soul. But Andy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's yeah. been awesome to have you in the studio. And you have a couple gigs coming up with some of our, our past podcast guests, um, so with Jake Nature and with Tim Felton and Surefire Soul Ensemble. Where can we catch you around town? Oh, Surefire Soul Ensemble will be playing April 13th at Winston's. And then I'll be playing with Jake Nager and The Moment of Truth. Um, see, we're playing at The Whistle Stop on April 19th. I'm sure the vibe will be killing. Yes. And also the gonna 15th be at Bar Pink. Ah, Moment of Truth, 15th at Bar Pink. And cool. then... The 19th, Wait, the next, at, oh, the 19th stop. at Whistle Stop yeah. in April. Awesome. And we're going to take it out with one more tune. This is Fool for Your Love from the upcoming Wise Monkey Orchestra record.
You've been listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at DirtyBoulevardRecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser, performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller on drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artist. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. And this one's called, wait, just blink of an eye? Just yeah, blink the, of an eye. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you start with, this is from your band Wise Monkey. Yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was just going to remember, it was A, the, with A? No, okay. This is, uh, in my baby's eyes? Sorry. No, <laughs> my baby's eyes. Uh, See, I keep thinking this. my baby's eyes. This one is called In My Baby's Eyes. No, no my God. My, I keep my, on the stick in articles. Sorry. I'm going to leave My Baby's it. Eyes. <laughs> this one is called My Baby's Eyes. Fool for Your Love. That's right. Not a fool for your love or the fool for your love. Sorry. We we're just heavily article based in this, in this podcast. A fool for the love. <laughs> the San Diego Sessions podcast. <laughs>